4: This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co host Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys.
5: And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. For this Father's Day episode, we asked brothers and dads and grandfathers the same questions, we hope you enjoy their responses. Now, first up, meet Jen's brother, Doc Wandra.
6: Hi, everyone. I am 44 years old. I am parents of young children, three of them, seven years old, four years old, and two years old. What would you like to
4: tell moms of boys about raising boys?
6: That number one, it's going to be okay. It takes a long time to figure things out and I can still tap into the emotions of growing up and developing and I'm still, don't consider myself fully developed, but you can tap into those emotions and those feelings and a lot of it is just confusion and you don't know why you're doing things and you don't know why you're feeling things and you don't know why you're expressing those feelings the way you are. Hmm. Um, eventually you kind of figure things out and you cling to things that you feel safe with. You, sometimes it's with your family. Usually in your teenage years, it's not with your family. It might be online. Uh, it's with your friends and you're not always making quote unquote the best decisions, but hopefully you're learning from them. And as you move on even beyond that, later high school and then maybe college and moving out, you find your sanctuaries of where you fit, your niches, and they're going to change. And you don't know that at the time, but they will. And you
4: keep going. How do we know when we should worry?
6: Uh, When it's serious. Um, And when is it serious? Uh, Are they Are they dealing with some pretty heavy problems? And I'm talking, you know, drugs, um, really reckless behavior. When it becomes a truly scary safety issue, um, definitely if mentally, like mental illness, um, that's much more difficult to gauge. Like, do they need serious help? Do I need to intervene? Uh, Try to keep the lines of communication open open they might not like that but you continue to love and do the best you can
4: it sounds so easy to say and it can feel so um it can feel so inadequate in the moment oh
6: yes oh yes yeah yeah there's you'd like to you'd like to have the keys you'd like to be able to solve all the problems you'd like to know what all the problems are and how to deal with them and you don't there's no manual for it. And you kind of feel it out and you understand your kids and you understand where you're at. And you do the best you can. Your oldest son is seven. A resident teenager, one is yep. Two. Yep.
4: You are still very much in the process of teaching them and trying to influence them. The world has changed a lot since we were kids. It's continuing to change. What are some things that you want to teach to your sons about the world, about being male in the world?
6: Right now, what I'm trying to instill in them is a respect for all human beings. Male, female, black, white, brown, green, purple, orange. It doesn't, that doesn't matter a whole lot. Um, I tried to instill with them a respect for life in general. Um, my youngest son, he's two. This summer he's discovered bugs. And at first he, he he's interested, he wants to touch them. And I'm like, okay, try to be very gentle. And there have been a few ants that have been squished. And I tried to react, to, oh my goodness. Oh no, you know, it died we can't, it's not going to crawl on your hand anymore i'm so sorry and even respecting life at that level wow. and that that needs to be treated with respect we deal with friends we talk about friends um we talk about the physical differences between boys and girls because that's still interesting in my young household um and that it's like girls have a vagina boys have a penis there we go and so we try to use the correct terminology so they understand that um we also do start conversations about what is appropriate Um, for my oldest he's seven you can start closing the bathroom door now Ah. (laughs) that can be private and that's okay um when you're out in you come out in the living room put some underpants on it's okay but let's start dealing with some of that and Trying to draw those boundaries for the kids and their different understandings is a little tricky at times. I want them to understand that we as parents, and right now it's very difficult because we're trying to thread that needle of, sometimes daddy's your teacher, sometimes daddy's daddy. On the other side, sometimes mommy can be mommy. Sometimes she's at home in her room, but she's gotta be working. And so she's unavailable to be mommy right now. So listening within our different roles is important. And we want the same respect throughout the roles, but it is different. And that's really tough for them to understand at this point.
4: I'm still trying to get some of my kids to consistently pull the bathroom door closed when they hurry in from outside.
6: (laughs) Nice. Um, It's interesting because Wesley, uh, he's, I guess he'd be finishing up first grade tomorrow, huh? but obviously he's been out of school for a few months. Uh, but he would have his class meetings, and sometimes he'd look forward to them. Sometimes he really wouldn't. But typically, when he was on his Zoom meeting with his friends and with his teacher, oh, my son's a pretty good student. Like he wasn't, he wasn't giving them the attitude that he was giving me. You know, 30 minutes before. So it's like, well, that's, that's good. We like that. And I don't know if part of that is just um, seeing his teacher in only the teacher role. And then also having his other friends on the screen where there's still kind of that societal pressure to, you should behave, you know, type thing. And that can help him.
4: So yeah. It's reassuring to see your kids like all right. I wish you would do it at home, but at least you're doing it in at other states. At least phases.
6: you're capable of it. And that's the thing. We know he's capable of it. We don't always see it. Yeah. So we'd like to see it more, but he's got to test some things. Last question,
4: two-part question. Okay. What do you see your role as a dad? And how can moms, your wife in particular, but how can moms in the community in general support dads?
6: I think right now, actually, dads are kind of having a moment. (laughs) Uh, I've seen, now I'm still a lot of friends with my dads from the child care center and things like that. And um, their wives will often say, you know, there is nothing uh, more, there are a few things better in life. than watching a father play lovingly with his children. I don't know if that goes back to the traditional gender roles where the man came home and don't bother me and I earn the money and I don't need to do anything else. And I don't know if we're just exceeding those, that very low bar and people are still amazed at it because, hey, we appreciate you being amazed at at us. Um, But one of the secrets is
4: we're having some fun too.
6: They get just a little bit louder. We're having fun too, taking care of the kids, seeing the kids smile, seeing the kid kids giggle and run around. That's fun for us too. We appreciate that. And so when we get that appreciation from parents and moms, and we get that appreciation from kids, that's very rewarding. My role as a male, my wife continues to remind me that. One of my most important roles as a father is to treat her with respect. And there are times when we don't agree with things or I'm frustrated with things. And I sometimes will use a tone that is inappropriate. And she'll call me on that. She's like, don't talk to me that way, especially in front of the kids. What are you teaching them? I'm like, yeah, all right. And so sometimes uh, I'll apologize in front of the kids. They can see that. Um, They'll see us kind of work through some things, hopefully, and know that, you know, mistakes can be made and they can be apologized for. And you can both move on in a loving relationship.
4: That was awesome.
5: Thanks to Jen's brother, Doc, for all of that wisdom. You know, in our Boys Alive Facebook group and in Jen's Building Boys Facebook group, there are... Some dads, and I always appreciate when they chime in on conversations. Meet one of my Facebook friends, Luis.
3: Uh, My name is Luis Gonzalez, and I live in Carmel, New York. I work for the New York City Department of Education. I'm married. I have two sons, a nine-year-old who's in fourth grade, and I have a six-year-old who's also in Carmel schools. Uh, he's on the spectrum, and he's in first grade.
5: And I learned today that Carmel is an hour north of New York City. It's close enough, but far enough. <laughs> well, Luis, what would you like to tell moms of boys about raising them? Well,
3: one thing I like to say is that
5: <laughs> boys love
3: their mothers. <laughs> uh, my you know, my 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 wife wanted to buy was thinking of buying my um, my son's a, a t-shirt that said "Mama's Boys for Life," and she was you know, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, why?" But then she I, then, and then my second thought was, "This is so true, though." <laughs> you know that we all love our mothers. Um, so even though they're you know they you know we could be dangerous and scary at times. You know, there's that special bond you know that we have with our mothers. You know, most. Most families, because we have those circumstances that are not, you know, quite happy. But um, for the most part, we love you. We love our mothers. Boys love their mothers. They protect their mothers whenever possible, which is a great thing as well. But we're different, and we just need to, you know, be, be able to understand one another. Obviously, you're, you know, you're as a mother, we're, we're there to protect them and keep them safe. But um, there, there's a lot, a learning curve to be had on understanding boys.
5: Definitely. Big learning curve, I know some of our mom listeners would say. Uh, what would you like to say to your son and all boys?
3: I think that we're in, in this society for a special purpose, both men and women, but in particular boys and men are here for a special purpose. And I, and I hope that you don't get pigeonholed into one way of looking at things, but at the same time, understand that that we here to, to serve um, the world, to be ex- strong and courageous and, and examples to protect our wives, our mothers, our sisters, and our fellow brothers as well. Um, and I hope that I could, you know, help you find that way, you know, um, as you grow older, you know, to be an, a good example, you know, for you.
5: I want to throw one more question in yes. for you. What has surprised you most about becoming a father?
3: Uh, that's a good question. I guess um, the fear, <laughs> the, you know, the, um, I not that I thought it would be easy, but I didn't realize how, how you know, afraid for my children I would be so often, you know, and I didn't want to become a helicopter parent, you know, but I somewhat became, and, and maybe because I know how much I got into when I was a kid as a boy, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of scars to prove it and, and stories that I have never told my mother, <laughs> things that I've climbed and things that are very dangerous things. So in the back of my mind, I I, I guess some subconsciously, you know, keeping my boys from doing that or, or fearful, that they will do that, you know, the the dangerous things that I did. So um, I I don't want to be like that, but it is, you know, kind of what surprised me about being a father.
5: Ah, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today. And happy Father's Day. Thank you. And I know your wings are spread wide because you take care of a lot of children in your profession. And I know that that is a great service to the teachers and to the students, so thank you too for that
3: thank you and i and I appreciate the opportunity it's uh it is a privilege you know i and I take it very seriously as an educator as a man ed, ed, educator in early childhood i I take that responsibility very seriously. I know there's a lot of fatherlessness out there, so I want to make you know be whatever I could be for you know boys and girls you know and and making this world different you know at least when it comes to men and boys
5: yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And meet another Facebook dad friend, Chris Stoddard.
1: Um, I live in central New Hampshire um, with my wife of 13 years and um, our two kids, um, Gavin, who is seven, and his little sister, Avery, who is has uh, just turned four.
5: Aw, oh, awesome.
1: Yeah. Well,
5: Chris, what would you like to tell moms of boys about raising them?
1: Thank you. Is, is what I would start with. Um, you know, perhaps it goes without saying, but we wouldn't be fathers if it weren't for mothers. Um and um on behalf of you know as a former boy myself, it's still you. a
5: boyish nature, hopefully. sure, it's still yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: absolutely.
4: This episode
5: is sponsored by By Heart.
4: Babies Need to Eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed. Use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart baby formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and BiHart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only US-made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at That's byheart.com. That's b y h e a r t.com three-month supply of Easy Melts Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymeltz.com slash onboys. That's try.easymeltz.com t-r-y, forward slash onboys. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet?
5: There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten Easy Melt Vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin and I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve and I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin.
4: And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah,
5: no. And they taste good and they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants not chemicals.
4: Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy melts Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash envoys. That's try, T-R-Y, dot E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash on boys.
1: <laughs> Boyness can be a um, a challenging thing to live with, particularly um, if you are having to go it alone. So uh, an extra thank you um, to the single parent mothers
0: mm-hmm. of
1: boys who are trying to figure out um, what all of this looks like and what all of this means and how to be an example and how to you know, how to put a brave face on things and all of that, it's, it's not an easy path forward. So um, to, to all of the mothers of, of boys, thank you um, for your tireless um, and thankless um, work raising your sons. Um, they maybe someday will thank you, but um, know that the rest of the world notices. I would also say um, that your boys do not need you to be, um, although you are, they don't need you to be a superhero. They need you to be kind. They need you to be a model of how to manage strong emotions and strong feelings. They need you to be um, you. And um, you don't have to do any magic work. It's um, you're there when they need a shoulder to cry on. You're there when they need a patient voice to listen. So if you're feeling discouraged or whatever, take heart because it's good work. And you're doing awesome. I feel it. Yeah. Good.
5: So what would you like to say to your son and all
1: boys? Spend a lot of time working with, you know, in addition to raising a boy, to working with boys in a lot of different settings. What I would tell my son, as well as all boys out there, is that the world won't always make sense to you. It will often be confusing. And there is a temptation to go it alone, to, I can figure this out, I can be tough, I can be strong, but it's okay to not know the answers. It's okay to need help. And it's okay to let other people help you. Um, And it's okay to feel whatever you're gonna feel, just don't do it alone. If I was to distill down anything, it's that be with people. Yeah, we need each other. Yeah, we sure do. Yes, we do. Yeah, this this time is definitely Highlighted that, I think, for a lot of people. Definitely.
5: Oh, Chris, thank you so much. This has been just wonderful. And I know your words are reassuring and comforting to so many. So thank you for sharing and happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Chris got me a little weepy there. Now I want you to meet a good friend of mine. His name is Philip, and he lives in my neighborhood in Portland, Oregon. He is a dad and a grandpa. Hi, Philip.
2: Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Good.
5: Nice to have you on. Thanks for inviting me. I know you were here way before this podcast began. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for all your support along the way.
2: You're
7: welcome.
5: You're a dad and a grandpa. Yes. A very young grandpa. Yes. Tell us about your family.
2: I'm 63 years young. Um, God, I have three kids, three grown kids. My oldest daughter, she has three of my grandsons. Uh, my second daughter, Erica, has one of my grandsons and granddaughter. And then my son, Philip Jr., has one of my granddaughters and grandson.
5: Is it fun being a grandpa?
2: It is. It's, it's how would I say, I would, I would say mega fun.
5: Mega fun? Mega fun. I'm still waiting. I'll find that out soon, I hope, sort of soon. So what would you like to tell moms of boys about raising them?
2: Uh, I would say that we can sometimes be challenging. We have a lot of energy,
5: sometimes. as you
2: may know. And um, we, we're fun. We're fun. We like to get in the midst of, it, uh, but we mean no harm.
5: What would you like to say to your son, your grandsons, and all boys?:
2: Oh my gosh, I would like to say to my son and my grandson and all boys that um, I totally get it and understand the struggle.
5: What is the struggle?
2: The struggle is that of uh, course, you know our brains are different. we have lots of energy, and sometimes we place that energy um. I'll just say that um sometimes we're judged unfairly because of all that energy and the things that we get into.
5: Judged unfairly?
2: Yes. I treated unfairly treated unfairly.
5: Cause you mean no harm.
2: Cause we mean no harm. Yes.
5: A pep talk for all those tired moms out there.
2: Hang in there, it does get better. When? Oh my goodness. <laughs>
5: When you when your boy grows up and you have a respectable adult making great decisions.
2: Yes. Sometimes it begins then.
5: Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for your thoughts and happy Father's Day.
2: Absolutely. Thank you very much.
5: And happy Grandpapa's Day, too. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying all of these conversations. They have been so fun for me. But I have to tell you, this is the conversation coming up that I was so excited to have because I haven't spoken with Casey since he was a little boy, and now he's a grown man with children of his own. So it was a conversation very near and dear to my heart, and I hope you enjoy it too. I have a very special dad to introduce you to now, and uh, you'll you'll hear some emotion in my voice because I knew Casey when he was a little boy, and we have a very special connection. Our families are very connected in that we lived in rural Maine. This is back in, I think maybe the late eighties, right? right? Yeah. yeah the early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. And, you know, Maine winters are really long. And we decided to create a dinner co-op. And this dinner co-op was four families. And each night one of the families would make dinner for all of the other families. And we would go to that family's house and pick up our dinner and say hi. And the kids would say, you know, mess around a little bit and play. And then we'd take our dinner home and think about the people who had baked it or cooked it for us. And that dinner co-op went on from the time the kids were little until they were in high school. And the bonding and connection of the families was I I mean it's it's what you hear in my voice right now I haven't seen Casey or talked to Casey for years have kept tabs on you Casey but um, to be able to interview you for this Father's Day episode is really special because you are a dad of two boys Casey, welcome. So happy to have you here. I'm just like, my heart is just exploding, just looking at you all grown up and thinking about the times of just when the kids were little together. And I do I do have to mention the most epic meal that I remember. <laughs> and may, I don't know if you remember this or not. Do you remember when your dad made a complete Thanksgiving dinner? For all of us?
7: No, I do not.
5: Did you know this? You <laughs> did. You'll have to Amazing. ask him about it. He was so proud. I remember walking into the kitchen and there's just like steam and heat everywhere and, he, and the pans and the turkey and <laughs> he was so proud of himself making this complete Thanksgiving dinner for us and yeah, that was the epic one. Do you remember any of your favorites from the co-op?
7: There was always a um, like a seven-layer dip that someone would do, and some burritos, smothered burritos oh, were really yeah. memorable. Or maybe they're fajitas. I mean, we're going back. This is twenty years ago.
5: I know, right?
7: Twenty-five years ago, when before you guys moved. Yeah. And so. I don't recall all of the details. <laughs> um, what i what I do recall is just this great sense of community and and these relationships that we have are just everlasting, right? Like the fact that you and I can even connect twenty five years later in person like this, virtually even, and pick up right where we left off is. Yeah. amazing and you know a lot's changed in 25 years
5: you've changed a lot I'm still I'm a little bit. <laughs> I haven't aged a day
7: you don't look like you have at oh. all.
5: thank you zoom I have that little feature on zoom <laughs> that makes you look younger Right. <laughs> yeah yeah so tell us where you live tell us about your family
7: yeah I um I'm Almost three years into Boise, Idaho, where my wife uh, grew up, and we moved back here from Denver, where we had our first son, Preston, and uh, uh, he's now three and a half years old. And uh, we're very excited to say that about three weeks ago, we had our second son, Oliver, join the family, and uh, very happy for his health and, and my wife's health. And uh, we're just getting used to what life with two boys looks like as I return to work and just the changes that are going on with the pandemic and and then having two kids there's a a lot a lot of change going on in our family so it's just we just throw it all in a mixed bag and we figure it out
5: then figure it out well thank you for being here for this father's day edition so my first question for you is what would you like to tell moms of boys about raising
7: them oh boys are just trying to have fun i think at all ages they just are adventure seekers uh i can really only speak for my experience and then my three and a half week old or sorry three and a half year old um the three week old i haven't gotten to know that well yet but i'm sure he's gonna be a thrill seeker as well um just just trying to have uh, a good time and and trying to figure out what that looks like and and our world uh, gets framed as we grow up, and it, of course, looks different. But again, here I am, you know, 35 years old, and I'm still trying to have fun in life and figure out what that looks like. How do I take care of myself and my boys and my wife and, and our family and just create lasting memories? So just uh, the advice would be to kind of roll with the adventures and, and help inspire them.
5: Nice so. I like that we all we all need that reminder. roll with the adventures, and what would you like to say to your son and all boys?
7: Oh, it's just that I'm so proud of, of both of them and uh, uh, the um, the amount of love uh, that you can have for another human being is just remarkable and it's such a blessing to have that reminder. Um, I'm so thankful for them so mm-hmm you know, if they hear this recording in the future, it's just, that'd be remarkable. And I yeah. just love them. That's all. So.
5: And what would you like to say to your dad?
7: Oh my gosh. You're gonna get me emotional now.
5: Okay. <laughs>
7: Good. <laughs> um, the father-son relationship is, I don't understand why it's so challenging sometimes, but um, I think I've, I put a lot of pressure on my, my father and on myself growing up or, or even just in reflection about experiences, uh, kind of cliche experiences of, of, you know, I wish my dad had taught me this or that. And it's really un- unfair because when I actually look back and think of all the experiences we've had, I'm just, I'm so proud of him, you know, and I just, I want him to know that all of those experiences that I that I needed in life were provided, and he did an amazing job uh, being there for me. And so I just, yeah, I love him. He's an inspiration to me uh, today, very much. So,
5: so yeah. Shout out to you, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's
7: a uh, he's a mindfulness um, teacher now. You know, he's oh through his PA work now done a lot of, um, training for himself and and coaching and teaching for patients on mindfulness based stress reduction. It was the most transformative thing I ever saw from him. And it's such an inspiration. Like he is, he's so calm. He's just very peaceful.
6: Wow. That's so cool.
7: Very cool. You know, it's different than the ER uh, doctor who was, working crazy hours and
5: mm-hmm. stress a
7: lot. yeah so he's doing a really good job managing it today and i just inspire to be just like him so Aww. really yeah
5: well happy father's day to tim and happy father's day to you casey yeah
7: happy father's day to everyone here
5: yeah, yeah. thanks for being here and sharing your thoughts with us
7: yeah thank you for having me this is so special this is-
5: it's really special i gotta say <laughs> Okay, we're going to have our little love fest now. I'll turn the recording off. Thanks for joining us for this Father's Day episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. And whether your father is living or has passed on, or maybe you had a dad who wasn't quite present, we hope you'll take a little time out this day and just thank someone in your life that has meant something to you, that neighbor, that uh, uncle. Uh, Maybe your brother. So thanks to all the men who are helping raise our next generation.